And we are live. You are listening to the first episode of Who's Got Next. I'm Nick Catlin, first ever podcast for me on the Arrowhead Live Network, joined by a more experienced person in the Arrowhead Live Network, Mr. Christian Ainsworth. Ainsworth. Christian, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Are you, are you pretty excited for this first podcast? Yeah, I try to make it sound very... Um, very emotional, very attached to it because I am excited. I'm really excited. You know, we're talking over Zoom today. Um, next week, next Monday, we'll be talking um, in person, and it'll be a video podcast. And I'm really, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, we should, we should definitely make sure we we say something about that. Right now, just having a little technical difficulties getting the set set up, and you know everything that goes along with making an online podcast with video. So. You know, a little bit of a headache, but we're, we're getting through it. But so of we got course. a pretty interesting topic for our first one. We did it at a perfect time. It's Monday, uh, Labor Day, actually. And we're going to start with the uh, Browns preview. What do you think, man? The Browns, you know, obviously last season was their breakout season, relatively speaking to their franchise. They went to the divisional round, obviously lost to the Chiefs after Chad Henney did. Had an incredible third and long run and then capped it off with the fourth and uh, inches or fourth and one, which was really just an awesome game if you are a Chiefs fan. And they're looking to be right back to where they were. I mean, they're bringing back all their main pieces. They have a great offense that's just stacked with talent, absolutely loaded at wide receiver with Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, running backs. They have Nick Chubb, who's arguably the best in the league. They've got some promise, and they got Kareem Hunt as well. So on the offensive side, they are certainly loaded. Oh, yeah. And one thing that's really underrated is their offensive line. Like, I I know it gets kind of talked about here and there between NFL analysts and stuff like that, but their offensive line is incredible. I mean, it's been dominating the league for the past couple of years, adding different pieces. I know they've lost a few over the years as well, but they're still super stacked up front. Um, and hopefully I'll be saying that about the Chiefs offensive line this after this game. We, you know, preseason went through, had really good matchups. I think the offensive line played well. I hope that uh, that's something that other teams are saying about us when we go to face them. And that is a completely new offensive line for Kansas City when you're talking about Orlando Brown getting traded for basically a bag of peanuts. I mean, let's be honest about it. He got shipped away at a very low cost for the Chiefs and from a division or not a division rival, but an AFC rival with Lamar Jackson, who are in prime position to compete with the Chiefs for such a long time. They also signed uh, Joe Thune as well. And then the whole other three are all rookies and have not played a snap. So it's going to be interesting to see. Oh yeah. Yeah. Super fun matchup. Um, So sort of our first topic here, kind of goes along with this uh you have three matchups that you're you're looking forward to in this game is there anybody you're looking at I'm looking at you know Mike Hughes he's a new addition of as a first round pick for Minnesota just certainly had his moments of struggling for their franchise but when the Chiefs do get talent it it works out well for them and they also got DeAndre Baker at corner I believe he's probably still hurt and recovering from his broken leg so it's going to be a – that's one matchup I'm really excited to see. I'm also really excited to see Miko Hardman in this wide receiver two role for the Chiefs. I think he's going to do a phenomenal job this year. Going to be interesting to see his 
workload because there are so many offensive pieces. And then lastly, I'm looking at I don't even who was my who was my third? I'm trying to think. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta pull it up. Oh, you're good, man. We've got oh yeah, Lucas Niang, who's you know, when you look at that, when you look at him, he's has no snaps along with uh, Creed Humphrey and oh, what's his name? Trey Trey Smith. Trey Smith. Trey Smith yeah. Yeah. I knew he played for Tennessee and was an absolute monster. I'm really excited to see him too. And, you know, Yang's got a big matchup on whoever they want to throw at them. I believe they'll probably try and put Miles Garrett on that side. Um, and, you know, that's going to be a tough matchup for him. Jadavian Clowney's a, a big matchup too for your first uh, NFL start. So going to be interesting to see all those guys. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you talked about Miko Hardman there for a minute. I've, I've had this conversation with a lot of Chiefs fans. And I'm kind of interested to see your take on it as well. Like people are saying this is going to be a breakout year. He's going to be a dud. You know, he's really kind of, uh, at least in the preseason, done sort of well with that wide receiver two role. Uh, what would you say is, is probably a breakout year for him? If you saw like a thousand yards, and 10 touchdowns would that would you consider that a breakout year or, or less or maybe even more? I don't even know if we can put a statistic on it because I could see so many guys on the Chiefs having tons of touches. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, one of those people, he'll probably have a huge breakout year since he did get hurt last season. I also, you know, Travis Kelsey's going to get his, Tyreek's going to get his. It's more about, is he going to have these big plays, these big, you know, game-shifting plays that we have seen him do before? And minimizing the mistakes because he made some on punt team last year. I don't believe he'll be returning punts. So I just see it all going focused toward this wide receiver role. He has all the athletic gifts to make it a reality. I call him El Avion playing in Spanish. Everyone else calls him the jet. And I think he's <laughs> going to fly this year. I'm not even going to lie. I think he's, I think he's a special talent and we've seen a lot of flashes of it in the chief's uniform. So I don't see why, people are so quick to say he's not going to do well in the role. I really like that take, honestly, because uh, sometimes it's not really quantifiable how a player affects the game. Um, you look at guys like Tyreek Hill and his ability to stretch the field. You know, you can kind of see it in play calling. You know, they might cover or they might call more, you know, deep cover two um, or, or, you know, quarters match coverage or, or something like that just to try to mitigate him. But sometimes it, it's just making that DB respect the deep ball just a little bit more. And, and that's just, like I said, it's not something that you can see in the, or that you can tell by play calls or yards or anything like that. But yeah, I think that uh, Miko could definitely have a great season. I'm a little bit more skeptical on him um, than most, probably more than you as well. But uh, I'll say, I'll just get into my three. I'll quit talking. Uh, Nick Bolton is my first one. <clears throat> It's been a lot of preseason hype. He's done very well in, in the roles he's been assigned. Um, even Andy Reid, as early as today, uh, or as late as today, I guess, has said he's earned a role in the rotation. And that's a little nice to hear, considering I'm not the biggest uh, Ben Neiman fan. Uh, and hopefully he will be taking more and more snaps from him as long as the season progresses. Um, but especially up against these running backs. Uh, he's definitely going to be assigned to match up one-on-one -on -one 
with Kareem Hunt going out for, um, <clears throat> for on routes and stuff like that. He's, he's going to need to be quick. And Kareem's a savvy veteran that's been in the league for a while. Really wish he was still with the Chiefs, but, um, you know, he, he's going to have to pick. He, it's going to be a trial by fire. I'll just go ahead and say it. he's he's going to have to play at least decently well, to, you know, to keep his confidence up and to keep them from running for 200 yards, 100 yards apiece between Hunt and Chubb. The next one I have is Juan Thornhill. He's been playing the rotation as the three safety, which <clears throat> I think he's better than Daniel Sorensen, who's seen more playing time than he has, uh, especially during the preseason. I really think that, that if Juan Thornhill can unlock the back end of this defense, then we've got something really special. I know Tyron is only here for this season as it looks so far. We don't really know where that situation is going or, or if anything's going to happen with that. Um, but I think if Juan Thornhill comes in and can really, you know, play up to the caliber of his, of his freshman year here. I mean, that rookie season, he just played so well and, and everybody's rooting for him to come back and play like that again. I, I think that this year, uh, you know, however long it's been since he had that injury, I know it's been, been quite a long time. Um, he's coming back off that injury. He's had a whole nother off season to prepare another year with Spags, another year with Tyron, which is very undervalued. Um, I think that he can come in and he'll have a really good game. I think that he'll play maybe better than he did his rookie year. And that will be absolutely amazing for the secondary. Who's already kind of um, coming into their own as far as having a chip on their shoulder and, and playing above what people thought they would. Um, the last player that I have that I'm looking forward to, to watching and seeing the matchup is Clyde Edwards, Alaire. like, this was our first round pick last year. I don't know why he, he sort of thought of as an afterthought. Everybody's kind of looking at this offensive line going, well, if he doesn't get it done this year, you know, th there's no more excuses. He, you know, he's, there's just going to be anybody could run with that offensive line. And I don't know if that's necessarily true. I mean, I like to think of myself as very athletic. There's no chance I would have at running through that offensive line, no matter how many good, good guys you put in front of me. I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is, is the missing link in this offense. I think he was last year. Uh, we just didn't have the pieces around for him to, to really flourish. And I think that this season, this second year in Coach Andy Reid's incredibly difficult system to learn, I think that he's going to just explode. I, it would not surprise me if they ran up and down the field and they had 250 rushing yards on him. I really think Clyde could do that in this first game out. And I'm excited and expecting him to do so. Yeah, and to just respond, I mean, Nick Bolden is certainly one to watch on the defensive side. They currently have Ben Neiman listed as the starter, I believe. And, you know, I'm also not the biggest Ben Neiman fan, but I think he's at least somewhat capable. If he's the worst player on the on like starting for the team, you know, that's not the worst hole in the world. I mean, this this offense and defense is still very stacked, I think, on both sides. And it's going to be interesting to see Bolton matching up against two good running backs like that when he does get his playing time. And it's going to be something to see. He's such a phenomenal athlete. He played so well at Missouri. We both saw him play. We both go to this school. So we've seen firsthand the things he's done to D SEC defenses. And 
we know it's probably going to be able to translate at some point for the Chiefs. And for them to get him so late in the first, second round, sorry, it was a steal. Oh, yeah. There were people that had him projected in the, in the top uh, 30 picks, which to me is a little crazy. I don't, I don't know if I would have been that high on him or that I was even that high on him pre-draft. But he is an incredible player. I mean, like you said, we're, we both go to Mizzou. We both uh, have watched the games. It, it's hard not to be a homer and, and root for our boy, Nick. But it's, uh, I don't know, I just am so excited to see him play in the NFL and for my favorite team. Going from my college no. team to my favorite NFL team. It's, it's almost like a dream come true, you know? <laughs> and then you got Juan Thornhill, who I'm actually a huge fan of. And we were talking the first time before filming this podcast back in August. We, um, we talked about Juan Thornhill, and we were both shocked that he was running with the third rep teams or, like, the third team in practice at the time. And, you know, he's – always been a really phenomenal player when he's out there for the Chiefs. even though last year it didn't look like he was ever hundred percent. There has been a lot of time since that injury a few years back, and I could certainly see him producing well in this game and they're going to need him given that uh, Brown's wide receiver core, which is phenomenal with Odell and Jarvis. Oh yeah. You mentioned that earlier. I, I was going to say something about that too. Yeah. They're uh they're wide receivers, man. Like, I think Odell is a little overhated at this point. He was overhyped for a while. And then, you know, we went to the Browns and now everybody's saying Baker's worth with him on the field. I don't know if that's necessarily true. Like Odell's still a really good receiver. Yeah. I'm not sure if I would ever, it seemed like Baker was maybe eyeing him too much. That's what I feel like it was. And his stats were worse. So people said they're worse with him. You shouldn't be worse with Odell Beckham out there on the field. He's such a phenomenal athlete. He can catch any ball you throw his way. As long as it's in his, as long as it's hits his hands, he's probably going to be able to catch it. He's got some of the best hands in the NFL. And then lastly, you talked about Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'm really excited to see the running attack too. It was one of the most underrated pieces of the chiefs in the first half of the season. And just so many offensive line injuries throughout the year, just, really decimated that attack and made it to where they really had to pass the ball. Now with the young guys on the right and in at under center, and then you got the two veterans on the left who are phenomenal. The left, I'm really excited to see how the chiefs do running the ball. Oh yeah, dude, it should be fun. Do you have any, uh, any predictions? How many rushing yards do you think we give for this game? Rushing and passing. What do you think? Rushing yards. Let's go with 150. 350 passing yards. They put on a clinic, I think, like they did okay. against the Texans the year before. Oh, yeah. I mean, Texans are not necessarily as good of a team, but I honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. If, if we can go for 500 total yards, I'd be, I'd be pretty happy, especially since, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes has something to prove coming back off that Super Bowl loss. Man, I I don't know why, but this season, like just ramping up for this season seems a whole lot different than last season. Do you know what I mean? You, you kind of have that feeling like after we had won the Super Bowl, it was run it back, right? And, and we're trying to get back to the Super Bowl. This time's it, what is it, take it back? Is that is that what they're going with now, this slogan? I don't know if it's, I don't know if, it, if it's that, but 
I mean, they just have to decide what they want to do because run it back was clearly the thing. It is probably take it back in the player's mindset. I'm not sure if they'll do it from a branding standpoint like they did with run it back, but I think that there's certainly an edge to this team given that they did lose in such a humiliating way for the first time since Patrick Mahomes has ever suited up for him. I definitely think that there's a level of seriousness, competitiveness to go out there and win the second ring and you know, 50 years. So. Oh yeah, dude. It, uh, it's an exciting season. That's for sure. Honestly, any season Mahomes is under center. It's, it's going to be an exciting season. So we got a few more of those in our future. And, you know, to talk about a side that we haven't discussed yet, that Brown's defense, you know, I think is a very underrated defense. I know I said that they're going to, you know, probably get 500 yards on their head, but I mean, with, Clowney and Garrett coming off of the edge. They're really going to test the Chiefs offensive line and try and get after Patrick Mahomes. And then in the secondary, I think is very underrated. They have John Johnson, the second from the Rams. They've got, let's see who else they got. Who Do you know anyone else on their secondary, relatively speaking? I know they have Denzel Ward as well, who's yeah. a, young, a young talent as I loaded up here. Well, he was yeah. a first-round pick, wasn't he? And yes. then a Greedy Williams, maybe? Did yeah. they have Greedy as well? Yeah, they got Greedy Williams. And then it looks like their second team even has Grant Delpit as well from LSU. So they've got a lot of talent talent on in the secondary. And it's, it's definitely going to be a tough matchup for guys like Nicole, Demarcus Robinson, Travis Kelsey. But the offensive talent on the Chiefs is so overwhelming, I believe. Oh, yeah. They, a lot of teams, you know, it doesn't really matter who they have there on defense. We got a track team for our wide receivers, and it's uh, it's hard for anybody to keep up with them. Do you have any uh, final predictions? Any uh, What's your game score? Who do you think's winning this one? I, I feel like I know, but I think I'll ask anyway. <laughs> let's go with – let's go 31-17 Chiefs. Okay. All right. Just making sure this is a Chiefs podcast. So I, I'd hate for you to pick the uh, opposing team. I'm going to go with 27-10 Chiefs. And, and I think that this defense is going to play lights out. I think that Nick Bolton coming in, our defensive line, another guy we haven't talked about yet. Um, I can't even think of his name. Jaron Reed. Tackle. Yes, Jaron Reed. Reed. Yes. I think he's going to come in and tear it up. I think he, uh, my defensive player of the year prediction, Chris Jones, I think he's going to have a monster game. I won't say three sacks. I'll say two and be conservative. Um, I think he's going to come in and light it up. And who knows where Frank Clark is? I don't know if he'll even be playing. I would assume so, but. I believe he's playing. I don't, I don't think there's any indication that he's not playing week one. Okay. I just knew there had been some talk about the commissioner's exemplist and, you know, all the headache that we're going to be going through during the season figuring out when he's going to be punished if it is even in this season or if it's next season it, it's a whole deal but you know we'll it's something to it watch goes. it's something to watch yes. for sure and you know I'm glad you did bring up the Chiefs defensive line because him and Frank Clark and Jaron Reed both combined for over 20 sacks in Seattle their last season together I believe and I don't think that can be understated and then you throw a monster like Chris Jones and easily the most talented on that line. 
they're going to be something to watch, and I could definitely see them being game wreckers for the secondary. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I Dude, I'm just so excited. Finally, football's back. We have a good team put together. How long have you been a Chiefs fan? Your, your entire life, or, or did you pick them up a little, a little bit later? I mean, my entire life has been with the Chiefs. I mean, I grew up in Kansas City, born and raised, and – you know, it's it's always been it's always been Chiefs for sure. You know, always watching the games. Obviously, when I was growing up, they weren't nearly as good as they are now. So it's nice to really see. And I've certainly tried my best to take it all in and really appreciate what Patrick Mahomes and the rest of this team has been able to do. Oh yeah, it's uh, same here. I grew up in the, uh, I guess about an hour east of Kansas City but Kansas City is is where it's at I'm a Royals fan sporting KC fan Chiefs fan obviously and you know going back to some of those early teams where Jamal Charles was just about the only person we had was uh at least on offense was you know tough times it's certainly turned around I remember even when we drafted Patrick Mahomes I you know the last quarterback that I had heard of us drafting that, that at least had some promise was Todd Blackledge and and that was from my father telling stories about you know the the Chiefs draft and I'm like oh you know this this guy Patrick Mahomes he, he's probably not going to do anything I've heard that's the way most quarterbacks are and then you know what that's one of my worst takes and I'm happy that it is one of my worst takes I'm so excited that the Chiefs finally have a good team a team that I can you know kind of get behind and and root for 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 years to come and, and enjoy the glory days. These are the glory days, man. We're living in them. You're hundred percent right. And I've heard the Todd Blackledge stories from my father as well. They're, they're quite comical. I don't know if you've ever looked up his stats, but they are, um, they're honestly, if you, if you are still, you know, listening to this podcast right now, do me a favor, look up Todd Blackledge stats and pro football reference or wherever they are. And you will be shocked. Maybe not shocked, but certainly eye-opening. Oh yeah, it's uh, you know, wasn't the best player, but my my father seemed to think that he never really got a shot. I don't know about that, but you know, that's the old heads talking. I don't know. I'd have to respectfully disagree, but <laughs> that's all good. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I'll take your word for it. But, I mean, goodness, it was you know definitely worse times to be a Chiefs fan than right now. But Christian, do you have anything else you feel like we didn't talk about you'd want to add? Uh, no, I think we basically covered everything for our first podcast. Well, you think perfect. it went well? I, I, you know, I hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> but you've been listening to Who's Got Next. The Cleveland Browns will be taking on the Kansas City Chiefs at 3 o'clock on Sunday. And... That'll wrap it up. You can listen to this on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. Thanks, guys. See you next time.